0: Welcome to Section Four Twenty, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, Rondon's hamstring might hamstring the rest of the Yankees season. Uh, Yankees split the series against the Houston Astros, which normally you say if you could take two for two against Houston in a four game series, you normally you'd sign up for that. But really, an opportunity Yankees blew to really um, you know make a statement, make a big comeback, but instead have to settle for a split. Uh, and now, on top of that, Rondon had to leave the final game early with a tight hamstring going to get an MRI, and if he's going to be out for any significant amount of time, you pretty much have to consider the season gone. Uh, so, again, it's a whole use in the series, but before we do, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, even though it looks like it might be useless baseball, but there is still baseball left. Let's see if the Yankees have a run with them and get caught up. All news and notes, updates, little cool stories, whatnot, for you podcast subscribers, so make sure you subscribe. So, this could have been a really... Bounce back series for the Yankees. I mean, you kind of dropped two out of three against Tampa. It's kind of a miserable season, but okay, he salvaged the last game with Cole on the mound. You know, the third game, they are fine. Now, Houston come to town, and of course, we know, you know, Houston's been banged up this season. You know, a lot of players have uh, been out for a long time. Altuve has missed a lot of time. So it's not your typical Houston Nationals team, but it's always the Yankees' nemesis. So if you could, you know, take three out of four, even sweep them, it would be satisfying. And the Yankees had every opportunity to do that in this series, but have to settle for a split. And it's almost, you know, really, even though you, normally you would sign up, for, as I mentioned before, you would sign up for a t- uh, splitting two games a piece. Um, really, it's bad this is bad because it's the way the two games that the Yankees lost and the way they lost it. And for the fact now that Rondon possibly might go on the I.L., which, you know, time's running out. You know, there's only about two months left, and not really about less than two months left. Time's running out. And so if he's going to be on the I.L. and he's gone for two or three weeks, uh, you got you permit pretty much kiss a good, you know, solid wild card run goodbye. Um, cause you're gonna need that starter there. Just with the fact that Severino's completely lost right now. As we know, Herman's gone. Maybe he's at an AA meeting or something, but he's gonna be gone for the rest of the season. Cole's there fine, but then what else do you have left? Okay, Nesta Cortez came back to the season. You like that. That was one of the positives of this weekend, but he still has to build his strength up. And again, just the fact just having Cole, Nestor Cortez, Schmidt, Brito, and who we don't even know who the fifth is going to be. Maybe still Severino holding onto his spot. That's not going to be enough to really make a, a real strong, legit run at the wild card there. You kind of needed, you know, you need that combination of Cole and Rendon at the top, kind of to be the a la 2001-2001. Uh, Diamondbacks, you know, Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling. Now, I'm not saying Cole and Rendon would be as good as Curt Schilling and Randy Johnson, but this goes to show that if you could have two hard throwers at at the top of your rotation, you know, you don't need the greatest rest of the team. And that 2001 Diamondbacks team really wasn't that great. I mean, of course, Luis Gonzalez that season had the mysterious 57 home runs out of nowhere, which he never did before and do it after. So, not saying it was steroids, but nevertheless, but you look at the rest of that team it was nothing fantastic. So, um, but if you had those two you know, strong stars at the top there, they could you know, literally just carry a team all the way through, and that's what they did in that situation. So that's what the kind of the Yankees needed with Colin and Rendon. But now that Rondon looks a little uh, hamstrung here, literally, um, that the, all those plans go out the window. Because, again, Nestor Cortez, as good as he is, you know, and as good as he's back, he's just not there yet. I mean, he's still going to have to build up his arm strength. He only went four innings in his first game, um, and they, they're going to build him up slowly, build him up slowly, but he's not there yet where once he gets ready, it's just going to be too late. So, you know, a lot's gonna hang on this, uh, Rendon M- M- MRI, uh, coming up on Monday. And, you know, the, the frustrating point is that, you know, the Yankees did some good things in the series. I mean, they beat Christian Javier, um, you know, well, at least, Got him, knocked him out of the game early. And that's the guy that the Yankees couldn't even touch. I mean, he was part of that combined uh, no-hitter last, last year at Yankee Stadium. He threw seven of those innings. He's also dominated the Yankees in the playoffs. I mean, he kind of made it look easy. and did break a sweat there. So, you know, for the Yankees to, to knock him out of the game, have a lead in the game now, they, you know, Ashers would come back. Um, in that first game. So Yankees put a three spot on the board early. Uh, three nothing thanks to home runs by Stanton as well as uh, Billy McKinney. And Yankees are six and when and Billy McKinney hits a home run. So it was a random stat there. Now the Astros did come back in a game. Um, and would tie in the fifth thanks to a home run by Kyle Tucker off of Wandy Peralta. And Peralta had a bad series. gave uh, two killer home runs, but really the Sunday one was the big killer. Uh, but in the first game, get, get tying runs at Kyle Tucker there. But the Yankees in, in the bottom of the sixth there. Um, doing it with, with you know, some small ball, which is good. Now with two outs, Bader gets on. And again, this is why you like Bader. This is why I'm happy the Yankees did keep Bader during the trade deadline. Again, if the Yankees didn't make a run, you need Bader. Gets on base, able to steal second. And one of the rare Yankees are able to steal bases. And then um Anthony Volpe with an RBI single to drive him in, gives the Yankees a 43 lead at that point. And then the Yankee bullpen would hold on the rest of the way with King and Clay Holmes closing out. And again, a very satisfying start to the series. Good first win there. Again, one of the bright spots. Now you go to the next game, Severino, unfortunately, he had one of his As I mentioned in the previous episode, he just got completely his doors blown off early on, and this was the game the Yankees had no shot in, ended up losing 7-3, fine, and they're going to have to figure out what's going on with Severino, and of course a good matchup on uh, Saturday not only was it the return of Nesta Cortez but now I guess the re-debut of Justin Verlander now with his second stint with the Houston Astros, again, traded from the Mets there, and of course his first start, of course has to be against the Yankees, not that it was planned, but probably was. Nevertheless, but this was actually a very, very satisfying game, because it was actually, for once for once, I, I don't know if it's ever happened before in, in a Houston, uh, uniform, but the Yankees out-pitched Verlander and out-hit the uh, Houston Astros and uh, it was very satisfying. Three to one victory for the Yankees, including a home run by Jake Barrows. It's, you has know, been a, a little bit of a home run tear lately, and the Yankees take that third game, and at the point, of winning the series two games and one. And Esther Cortez, as I mentioned, only went four innings in his first game back in rehab. And I mentioned that, yeah, you know, they weren't going to stretch him out that long, but promising first start. And, you know, eight strikeouts and only four innings there. And again, impre- impressive getting strikeouts against Altuve, Bregman, getting usually Yankee nemesis there. So, and Esther Cortez on the full display, doing the, the funky motion. They had the sidearm stuff, so uh, you know, other than stretching him out, he looks like looks like even better than he did me before uh he had to go on the aisle for a long stiff so maybe it was just hurt to start the season there so good sign for the Yankees and it's good to get a nice solid win against the Justin Verlander Full ones, for once three to one there and then comes the final game where bad is for a bunch of different reasons you know you forget the Yankees at the point of playing with house money hey you're not expecting to be 2-1 up on Houston in the series there but they are and the Rondon just had a miserable game first one the, a home run there if the Yankees gave him a, a, a one enough lead thanks to Gleyber Torres a solo shot in the first, in the third, a three-run home run to Myers, uh killer one there. And then later on, serves up another two-run home run to Alvarez. And then later in the third inning, uh, they just had to take Rondon out. Again, he felt something grabbing his hamstring. At that point, Yankees behind 5-1. But, 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 but in the fourth inning, the Yankees do rally, put up a fourth spot. Uh, you know, had the bases loaded there, and this kind of did ring around the rosy. He passed the baton. Eventually would tie the game up 5-5. But then Walney Peralta... Gave up a big homer in the first game, didn't end up costing the Yankees, but gave up another three run home run to Myers again. So Myers has two three run home runs in this game, put the Yankees in a big hole at that point, eight to five. Uh, you know, you used to attack on another run. The Yankees would climb back a little bit, but end up dropping this game to a score of nine to seven. And again, just dis- disappointing there because the Yankee offense actually showed up, but unfortunately, Rondon wasn't able to, you know, keep the Houston offense down, and again, serving up a killer uh, three-run home run and then a two-run home run. It should have been a game the Yankees should have won. I mean, even Rondon could just, you know, kept them down to two or three runs. This is probably a game the Yankees win, and then that's the point where you, if you say, hey, look, we took three out of four against Houston, we could stop by Rondon, and now we're going go on the road against the White Sox, a team that the Yankees are better than, even though in the, the condition they are and should win, you're feeling good, but now you just have this pit in your stomach where you kind of blew an opportunity against Houston, and I understand you take a step back. And if you figure out wow, Tampa Bay and Houston, two teams that are clearly better than the Yankees, if you could kind of go three and four on the homestand, even though it's one game behind 500, maybe you sign up for that. You can kind of see that. But just the way this all played out, uh really overall, I got to say it's a bad homestand for the Yankees. I mean, the first two games against Tampa, completely flat, completely lethargic. They have the non-active trade deadline. Okay, they don't get anybody, but they don't sell anybody. They just kind of stand pat. Okay. Uh, and then it comes to Houston series where, Got off to a good start, but then more bad news about Severino. You have Stanton that, you know, ugly, uh can't even run anymore as I kinda covered in the previous podcast episode. And then he's losing here where you have Rendon out, uh possibly, you know, first you know, if he has to go into IL and then again you could kinda kiss the season goodbye. So Yankees are a no tight spot, so I think this is all gonna come down to how this MRI reads out and if the Rondon's gonna be on the IL for any uh significant amount of time. Now, after the game, he said at this moment he feels okay. It didn't get, it did grab him during the game. That could be out there and the heat of competition and everything. He's sweating and stuff, okay. And after the game, he felt fine. We'll just have to see, but not a good sign for the Yankees. So again, okay, we'll just have to see the results of this MRI because without him, it's just not enough. You know, Severino is just not gonna find it all of a sudden. I don't it, him you have to count out. Good to see Nestor Cortez back, but he's just the arm strength doesn't build up yet for him to be kind of you know someone you can rely on him, for him and Cole going out there. And look, all things being equal, if Rondon's on top of his game, he's probably a better pitcher than Nestor Cortez slightly, slightly. So it needs to be rondone and Cole there at the top. Cole and Nestor is just, just not enough. Enough, and then you go after that. You got a shaky Severino Schmidt. Who, hey, look, he's gutty and he gutted out in that first game against Javier. So. He's doing his job, but he's not a top-flight pitcher, right? He's a number four, number five starter at best. You can't depend on him. And then after that, what do you got? Again, Johnny Brito. And did good in relief in this in this finale game on Sunday, but he's not someone out there. He's not a horse you can rely on. So Yankees are in big trouble if Rendon's not ready. So that's where we the team right now. A little bit more miserable. Time's running out. And then by next week, we're going to be in I guess, double digits in terms of dates in August. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's September. And, and just, again, time's running out for the Yankees. I know the wild card's still in it within the earshot, but uh, if you don't have Rendon, uh, that's bad news. So it's going to wrap it up with me here. Now the team's going to move on to Chicago for a little bit of road trip. Uh, so start off right away on Monday, three in Chicago, get a game off on Thursday, then go down to Miami. And look, it's not really a typical, typical pushover Miami team. I mean, they are a couple games over 500 and the Yankees are only maybe one or two games better than them. So who the hell Yankees are saying anything? So it's not going to be a total cakewalk as it might've been years back going down there to Miami. So they got to deal with them. And then afterwards they go to uh, Atlanta to deal with the Braves, which are probably Either 1 or 1A, the best team in baseball. Again, the first team to re- reach 70 wins. And the Yankees are going to be the road team there. So could be a possible bloodbath there. So the Yankees got to at least cut these games against the White Sox and maybe hope for two out of three against Miami. And then, you know, just hold your breath in Atlanta and just don't get swept. So that's where you're at with the Yankees right now. A lot of negativity. Could have been a good series against, you know, Astros. Could have been a good opportunity to, you know, springboard on this road trip. And nevertheless, the Yankees are going to limp out the way that's been limping this whole season. So we'll catch you the next time we mm-hmm.